Dear Christian friends, five years before the world was ever introduced to Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling was a struggling single mom living on welfare. In fact, it was during the evenings while she was working as a teacher that she wrote her manuscript, which itself was rejected by publishers 12 times before finally being accepted and published into a book. Walt Disney, he enjoyed uh, much success at some point in his career, but before he got to success, his very first animation company went bankrupt. And even the, the characters that we've come to know and love today, initially when he introduced them, they were panned by critics. Roland Macy had fa four, four failed retail stores before ever opening his first Macy's, which itself had to close because of its lack of ability to generate income. It wasn't until 15 years after that that he finally opened another Macy's that, that endured the long-lived success that we enjoy and know today, the Macy's department stores. Before ever being elected as the 16th president of the United States, and some would say the most popular and loved, Abraham Lincoln, himself an entrepreneur, he failed at many business ventures. And not just in business, but also in politics, failing to be elected to Congress, failing to be elected to the Senate twice, and even failing to be elected as the vice president before finally serving as the president of the United States. You notice what all of these individuals have in common. Before they achieved and appreciated the success that we know them for, they endured hardship and, and struggle and adversity. In a sense, we could, could look at their lives and say that they all experienced their own version of 2020 before coming back and enjoying the success that they later would in life. The bitter before the sweet. The question is, is this year, as we embark in a, a new year in 2021, is this going to be a comeback year for, for you? Is this going to be the year that you bounce back from everything that, that we all had to face in 2020? Will you turn those setbacks into a comeback story? Well, I can tell you that the one thing that is going to determine this is not dependent upon you. Once you realize that, then you are ready and, and willing to realize what is going to be the biggest factor in 2021, if it's going to be a bounce back, a comeback story for you, is not depending on yourself, but on depending on the one who has himself the greatest comeback story in the history of the world, Jesus Christ. Do you know anyone else that has come back from death itself and, and was raised to life victoriously? Is there, is there a better comeback story that anybody could ever write up or imagine than the one that Jesus has shared with us and lived for us? And keep in mind that, that Jesus did all of this not for himself, not for his own glory, but his comeback story was written so that you and I would have a comeback story of our own. When we celebrate Christmas, it's that that was the start of, of Jesus' greatest comeback story ever to give each and every one of us a story that would enable us to bounce back from anything that we would face. And so, do you think it, it stands to reason that if you are looking to make 2021 a bounce back year for you, that it might make sense to make Jesus and his greatest comeback story ever 
a greater part of your story in the new year. As we pick up the the section that our message is based on from John, it it was made up of people who are listening to Jesus and trying to figure out where Jesus fit into their own stories. As they were hearing him preach and teach, they were asking, they were wondering to themselves, was this somebody worth following? Could, Could his advice be acted on? Could his teaching be trusted? And John gives us, the answer to that question, summarizing in really verses 40 and 43, on hearing his words, some of the people were divided because of Jesus. And of course, in in between there, in these verses, you have all the different conclusions that, that people arrived at. Yes, some recognized Jesus was the Savior, the Messiah, the promised one. They knew who he was, just as Scripture had foretold. Others Others were convinced, yes, a a great prophet, but but not so much more than that. And others were on the fence. They still had questions trying to align their understanding of what the scriptures said with what they knew about Jesus. But but what John makes clear in, in this section is that people were divided. There were differing views of who Jesus was. And of course, it's no different today, especially in the the world out there. We see all kinds of different conclusions that people draw about Jesus. Uh, A preacher, a prophet, a pacifist. And people will draw all kinds of conclusions. One of them that is pretty commonly held, though, is that they'll allow Jesus to be a part of their lives insofar as it serves them, according to their purposes. Where Jesus doesn't align with their life choices or what they want to do, then they have little time for him and he is easily and quickly dismissed. But most aren't so avert. Most aren't so uh, obstinate in their despising of Jesus. In fact, the the way that it will work outside of of Christianity is those looking in, they don't necessarily have an axe to grind with Jesus. They'll say, oh, I have no problem with Jesus. It's his followers that, that are the issue. And so they'll even take the words of Jesus and turn them against the followers of Jesus, pointing out hypocrisy or where we fall short of following Jesus, which, of course, we already well know and are well aware of of our sins and and how that comes across to the world out there. But one wonders if such individuals are even familiar with Jesus' own words from this very chapter earlier on in John chapter 7, where Jesus makes it clear, the world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that what it does is evil. So even though those who have differing views about Jesus might not want to make it about Jesus and and make the issue that they have only with Christians and, and how they fail to live up to the expectations, Jesus himself says, no, sorry, there's no distinction. You have a problem with, with Christianity and Christians. You have a problem with me. Well, of course, we understand those kinds of differing views, that dismissing of Jesus outside of the church, but surely we wouldn't have or hold to such views inside the church. As Christians, we wouldn't be so dismissive of Jesus, would we? But what do we see as we reflect back on this past year? Were there ever times that I was maybe possibly a little more concerned with with being an an activist for or against a certain cause more so than Christ himself? Were there times where 
I got down to the nitty-gritty and, and found myself bogged down into a, a debate with, with others, getting stuck in the darkness and, and exchanging words and, and actions the same way the world does, rather than letting my light shine. Other times where I looked to things of this world, sometimes destructive things, to, to cope with the challenges of, challenges of this past year, rather than looking to Christ to bring me through them. And then as we realize all of this, we say maybe, maybe we're, we're not so free of, of this challenge of dismissing Jesus, that in fact, we actually sometimes are so good at it that we even pull the wool over our own eyes and don't realize how dismissive we are being of Jesus. And another challenge that, that this year has brought out is the relationship we have as Christians with, with Jesus and his church. Like no year that I remember have we had the opportunity and really been forced to wrestle with, with the relationship between the church and feeding our faith and, and drawing closer to Jesus through the local congregation. When, when we first went through this as, as a congregation and gathering restrictions were, were in place, some of our leaders felt that if we can't get back to worship as quickly as possible, we're not terribly confident that a lot of our people or a number of our people have the spiritual discipline to be able to feed their own faith. We have to get back to worship for that reason. Others saw it as an opportunity to say, no, now, now we have been given this gift to, to allow God's people to take ownership of their own faith and to read and study the, the word on their own and, and not just kind of chalk it up to that one hour of worship each week. And I don't know that there's any perfect solution that anybody arrived at, but I know that we've wrestled with it more than we ever have to, to determine how does the church serve that role in fostering our faith in Jesus and bringing us closer to him. Now, we could spend the, the greater part of, of a day going back and forth and debating and discussing and dialoguing about all of the challenges that we have faced in our relationship with Jesus and where he falls in our lives. And, and it would be profitable to an extent for us to uh, assess and review how the church and, and how our own lives reflect Jesus being a priority. But rather than dealing with those challenges and, and the adversity and all the, the questions that we don't know, we're going to shift our focus to the solution to all of them. And that solution, of course, if we are looking for the one solution that makes the greatest difference in our lives when we're talking about bouncing back in 2021, of course, there are all kinds of other solutions in different areas of life that we can look for. But if we want the one that matters most, then it means getting back to the Word, bouncing back to the Word of God. Why? Because the Word works. The writer to the Hebrews tells us as much. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, just the first part of it, we're, we're reminded the Word of God is living and active. And through the, the words of the prophet Isaiah, we're also told how effective the Word of God is. In chapter 55, verse 11, my word will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Quite simply, the word of God works. And isn't that something that we are, are always, always concerned about? That, that this, 
this fix-it solution that we're going to have, that, that this thing that we're going to buy, that it actually works. We don't have patience for, for supposed solutions that don't end up working, do we? So how many times do you think over the course of this year you're going to search for something on, on Google, some quick fix or something to purchase or buy, and finally at the end of the day, what you want is for it to work. You don't have the time for products or for quick fixes or life hacks that don't work. Well, these passages remind us that the Word of God works. It's active. It's not going to return to God empty. It works if we work it. See, it's not going to do much good if we don't use the very thing that we know works. On Fridays, I usually spend a little time uh, making pizza dough as our family gets together to, to watch a movie and, and have homemade pizza. And, you know, yeast works very well to make the dough rise, provided you actually mix the yeast into the dough. If you don't, well, the yeast doesn't work too well, does it? And there are a lot of things in life like that that are going to work provided you actually use them. But if you have all of the greatest tools and all of the greatest toys in the world to fix this and to solve that, but you don't actually use them, then what good are they? The Word of God works, but only if we use it. Now, here's the other catch. It, it's not just enough to know that we have the Word that, that works, but there has to be more to it because we're inclined to use things that serve a purpose that we see or that we value or that we know we need. So if something works, that's well and good, but if I don't see the value of it for my life, then it doesn't matter so much to me. You have a curling iron that works? Well, that's great for you, but I don't have much need of that curling iron. See, if the word works, but we don't see why we need to use it or want to use it or can value, uh, have any sort of meaningful use from it, then we're not going to use it. Now, I can anticipate what the, the response would be if I say, well, of course we use it. Why? Because it deepens our relationship with Jesus. And then the follow-up question to that is, well, so what? If I already have faith in Jesus and I already know I'm going to heaven, if I have that confidence, why do, why do I need to spend more time with Jesus or in his word? If I already have those things, what is time in the word going to give me that I, I need more than those things? Well, here's why a deeper relationship with Jesus matters. Because you will not ever meet anybody on this earth that is going to be more 100% real with you than Jesus is in his word. That means that he is not going to, to sugarcoat anything. That Jesus isn't going to make a promise to you that he's going to turn around and break or not keep. That Jesus also isn't interested in just catering to your whims and your wishes like so many individuals and organizations are in this cancel culture. That Jesus is not, is not beyond giving tough love where it's necessary. Jesus is going to be 100% real with you at all times. And sometimes, honestly, that's pretty painful. It's pretty painful because he doesn't pull any punches when he makes it very clear to us 
that, that our dismissing of him and our despising of his word is an affront to him. And it's sin, quite frankly, that, that he despises himself and that he will not stand for. And Jesus is very transparent and clear about what that kind of sin deserves. That there is a hell reserved for, for those that don't care about violating his commands with their sins or downplaying or diminishing them. And, and no, Jesus doesn't care that we plead ignorance in sinning this way or that way, that we didn't know any better. It's a painful process when Jesus is 100% real and he exposes what is really inside each of our hearts. But Jesus is also 100% real with us when he makes it clear how dedicated and devoted he is to each and every one of us. And there's no greater proof that you will ever come across than that Jesus was willing to have his very own body nailed to a cross while life slowly drained from him. And Jesus did that, not for himself, but for you. The one who is very clear and isn't going to pull punches when he points out your sin against him didn't go to the cross or do anything else in his life and his ministry to get even with you, to get revenge on you for your sin against him. No, he did it for an entirely different purpose. He did it to forgive you. Not to give himself the satisfaction of getting even, but to give you the satisfaction of peace before God. You will never come across that kind of love and loyalty from anybody else on this planet. No one, no one else is ever going to love you with that kind of selfless, dedicated, committed love each and every day of this life and for eternity. That kind of love and that kind of confidence and assurance that we have in Jesus is going to be the difference maker in whether or not 2021 is a bounce back year for us. Fast forward all the way to the end of the year, to Friday, December 31st, 2021. And now you're looking back on this entire year that right now is ahead of us. As you look back, was 2021 a bounce-back year for you? What is going to determine that is what happens after today. What happens this week? What happens this month? What happens this summer? What happens for the rest of this year? Will Jesus and his greatest comeback story ever be a greater part of your 2021 than it was in the past year? Will you allow the time bouncing back to his word to make your own life and your own story this year a bounce back story? Well, I don't know much of what 2021 holds, but I can confidently give you this guarantee that if you are committed to reading and studying and applying that word to your life, in 2021 like you never have before, 
then this year is going to exceed your wildest expectations. Bounce back to the word. And 2021 will be a bounce back year for you. I guarantee it. So does Jesus. Amen.